Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. A while back, we looked at some interesting trivial facts. Granted, unless you're a contestant on a game show, you are not likely to have your life changed by this information. But it can spice up a conversation or kick your mind into gear from time to time. So let's look at some more. Ready? A bank that dominates the landscape in the United States is called the Bank of America. Originally, it was the Bank of Italy. Go figure. Since giraffes cannot swim, don't be tempted to take yours to the beach. Here's a little bit of trivia that will get your mind swimming. The Monopoly game manufacturers print incredible amounts of paper play money every year. Each game has $20,580 worth of play money in it. They print $67.7 billion worth of play money per year. The United States prints about $2 trillion a year. Now here should be no surprise that the Oreo cookie made by Nabisco is the world's best-selling cookie. There are over 40 billion sold annually worldwide, 5 billion sold each year in America alone. Since 1912, Oreos have spread to over 100 countries. Are you a coin collector? If you are, you may well know where the United States Gold Reserve is stored. That's Fort Knox, Kentucky. Although they say the vaults are empty, do you know where the silver reserve is kept? Well, that's West Point, New York. Here's a stat for my golfing friends. Your chance of getting a hole-in-one on a par-three hole is 8,750 to one. Hey, give it a shot. What have you got to lose? Now, here is something I'll bet you never knew. The question is, did you ever do it? A college study investigated people who bite their fingernails. It found that 15% of Americans also chew their toenails. In many species of birds, the birds' eyes weigh more than their brains. So I guess the idea of calling someone a bird brain isn't that far-fetched after all. There are many laws on the statute books that defy the imagination of someone looking back from the advantage of our time today. What were they thinking? 
Here are a few. In Texas, a law requires that if two trains meet at a railroad crossing, they must both stop. But neither is allowed to continue until the other one is out of sight. Okay, if you can figure that one out, drop me a line. Here's another. Baldwin Park, California has a law that forbids you from riding your bicycle in a swimming pool. While a good idea, it's hard to imagine the debate leading up to codifying this one into law in Lexington, Kentucky, where you are not allowed to carry an ice cream cone in your pocket. <laughs> okay, the law can be a funny thing sometimes. It can seem capricious, unfair, absurd, or custom designed to push an agenda that the average person will question. In God's word, the words law and statute appear 710 times. The word command or commandment, another 452. One could easily get the idea that all God has time to do is point his finger at us and say, thou shalt not. Some would say that he's judgmental, that he doesn't want us to have any fun. The reality is, it's too easy for anyone to develop a liking for something that is not in their best interest. If you have cholesterol problems or diabetes, you know there are many things that have been removed or should be removed from your diet. Is that because your doctor hates you or is a spoil sport? Or does he know something we might not know, and maybe he has our best interests in mind? If you have certain food allergies, you avoid those foods. If you have cancer, you should avoid sugar, as if it was poison, because it is bad for you. So what about God's laws? Are they fair, just, or in our best interest? If you are tempted to say that they are not, it might be a good challenge for you to take some time over the next few weeks to investigate some of them and see if there is a good reason behind them. Using a concordance or a reference Bible, look up some of those laws. One at a time, you will find that they not only make sense, but they're for your best interest that they show the heart of a loving Heavenly Father, not cruel vindictiveness. Let's consider just a few verses that refer to God's laws. Psalm 19, 8, the statutes, another word for laws, of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The wisdom of Solomon comes forward in Proverbs 6, 20 through 23, where he instructs this, my son, Keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. 
Here's another from Proverbs 19, verse 16. He that keepeth the commandment keepeth his own soul, but he that despiseth his ways shall die. One wonders how today's world would be different if the original Ten Commandments had been carefully followed. Jesus had this comment in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Just two basic laws could rule all of the world if they had been followed. We seem to like to complicate things. I'm sure you have said at least once in your life, I wish we could return to the basics, to simplicity. Instead, we live in a society that has come to micromanage everything because the individual seems to have lost all self-control. I expect to drive a vehicle today. As a result of writing this, I hope to practice what I preach when I'm behind the wheel. Most traffic laws are common sense. When that crazed driver passes you at high speed, weaving in and out of traffic in his hot car, you know what you think. You can't help but thank the Lord that he got past you before having the big accident further up the road. Maybe part of this message would be a reminder that when we elect our officials, we should be looking for those who value God's word above man's. We should try to find those who live by biblical guidelines and whose families are good examples of godly parental leadership. You know the kind. You also know some who are not. How often we point to them and wonder how they ever got to be our leaders. Here are three verses from Psalm 119 that come to mind as we close our thoughts today. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. And verse 163, I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. The more we love God's word, the more we will be seen as others we can trust, respect, and even love. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.